0: Good to see you here this morning. I've always dreamed of having uh, a series of tour buses so that all of us could get on it and go on a trip. And uh, in in my fantasy, today we would go to Afton, Wyoming. Uh, Afton, Wyoming, uh, its claim to fame is that it has... Uh, uh, elk antler bridge across four lanes of highway there and, and that elk antler bridge is 75 feet long it weighs 15 tons and there's some 3,011 elk antlers that make up that archway at Afton Wyoming well we'd get on our uh, buses here and we'd go down uh, through uh, western Wyoming and we'd go through Thane and we would go through Grover and if we missed Afton we'd end up in Smoot Washing- or Wyoming excuse me But at Afton, uh, another one of their claims to fame is they they have an aircraft manufacturer there. If you ever want to buy me a nice gift, one of those airplanes would be really great. Uh, I'm serious. Come on. (laughs) But really, their real claim to fame in Afton, Wyoming, is one of their native sons. And you have to be about 20 years old to remember this native son. But his name, he was a farmer probably still is a farmer. He grew up in Afton, and he was very involved in Greco-Roman wrestling, and his name is Rulon Gardner. You may remember Rulon Gardner. He was kind of a rotund, kind of a pudgy-looking guy, not really looking like a big-time wrestler, but he made it to the Olympics in 2000. And Rulon Gardner was uh, just kind of a throwaway candidate for any kind of a medal, at the Olympics, and yet this man from Afton, Wyoming, drew his opponent, who was the Russian, Alexander Karelin. And if I showed you pictures of Alexander Karelin, he looks like he's chiseled out of marble. He was a world champion 13 years in a row. And uh, he, in fact, he is a Russian Federation national hero. He has received numerous awards and medals And he never lost a match in 13 years. He weighed in at that match at 286 pounds of pure muscle. Quite an amazing thing. Corralan trained by uh, running through hip-deep snow, carrying logs across his back. It is said that he he carried refrigerators up eight flights of stairs. He was just really a monster. At birth, he was weighed in at 15 pounds, and he was... The scariest person in the sport, especially to his mother, I think. But uh, in fact, I remember watching that match and getting up to that match, and they were focusing on uh, Karelin there, uh, Alexander Karelin. And I remember Bob Costas, the commentator for the Olympics, they showed a picture of Karelin, and all Costas could say was, "Yikes, he was that scary." And uh, in the first three-minute segment of that match, it ended up with a 0-0 tie. There, Rulon Gardner was holding his own. Uh, The commentators of the match were sure that at any moment, Gardner would get crushed by his Russian opponent, that he didn't stand a chance. Well, during the second three-minute segment, Gardner scored one point, and then the match went into a three-minute overtime. And while I was on the edge of my seat and the crowd was going wild, Gardner defied all of the odds, all of the odds makers, and held Corralen's moves, and he won an unprecedented victory in that Olympic match and went on to win gold. Well, I was pretty excited because this was a massive opponent, very adverse to Rulon Gardner, and yet he won. You may remember that time. Uh, Really, the stakes, though, we're talking about are much higher than any Olympic medals, than any human wrestler. Uh, The adversity that we face is uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil, essentially. And uh, the Apostle Paul knew this very well. And as Bill read the passage for you, we're going to start a a, uh, series in Ephesians, And Ephesians opens with these words, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus. Well, we need to understand how the church at Ephesus was birthed, and therefore we go back to the history book, the book of Acts, this transitional book between the Old Testament and the New Testament, between the Gospels and the church, and we see the adversity that Paul faced in the city of Ephesus As he went to minister there, the stakes were very high because the stakes aren't gold medals, but they're the souls of men and women and boys and girls. And the Apostle Paul realized this when he entered the city. By now, he was a very veteran missionary, if you will. Uh, The first passage that Bill read for us in chapter 18 is his first visit to Ephesus, which did not last very long, and he left. But in chapter 19, we see Paul coming back and spending an extended time teaching The people there, and we will look into that. But the stakes are so high because they're the souls of men and women and boys and girls, is the stakes that we face even today. The Apostle Paul realized this as he began to preach and teach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that there is a great contest between righteousness and evil, that there is nothing like it in the world. And it is still with us today, if you've noticed. There is good and there is evil. And evil seems to prevail from time to time, and we can become greatly discouraged. Yet the Apostle Paul has great words for us in this little letter of Ephesians about how to be a Christian, what our wealth is in chapters 1 through 3, and then what our walk or our work is in chapters 4 through 6. And we're going to spend some time in the little letter of Ephesians, but to get there, we're going to look at the historical setting of the birth of the church at Ephesus, As I said last week, today we are facing an ever-increasing anti-Christian, anti-biblical, anti-truth hostility, which probably mirrors the first century Roman Empire in a lot of respects. For not only are uh, we need well-informed engagement and a courageous engagement with our culture, and we're going to see that through the book of Acts here in this historical setting of the church at Ephesus, but when we get to the book of Ephesians, uh, that the Apostle Paul is one who God used mightily in his time, and he uses people in our time for courageous pro- proclamation of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ to a very needy culture. Remember, the Apostle Paul told Timothy in Titus chapter 2, verse 11, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. There's the potential of the gospel the potentiality of what Jesus Christ has done, because all men include the scoffers, includes those avowed atheists, the agnostics. It includes uh, dictators. It includes people who are living on the evil side of life. And Jesus Christ is our power, our strength, in the influence that we have in the circle of acquaintances that each one of us have, whether it's in the school in our classmates, in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, in our own families, in our culture, in a greater sense of where we live. That the Holy Spirit indwells the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is the restrainer of evil, and he uses us. If you've ever thought about that, that the restrainer indwells his church, his people, and he uses us to restrain evil. Isn't that an amazing statement? And so we come to this passage today, and I'm going to just challenge you, because the time is short, and I have a lot to say, but I'm going to challenge you to read again chapter 19 of the book of Acts, start reading through the book of Ephesians, and start getting the context and the setting for what we will be looking at over the next several weeks. Well, it's interesting to me that we have uh welcomed a brother home, and we are sending another brother off. And we'll be sending the, Paul to Macau, Paul and Diana. So if I'm going to have them come up at this time, and uh, the elders are going to send them off again, they're going, are they up? There they are back there. And I'll ask the elders to come up. We're going to pray for Paul and Diana, and I'm going to have Paul relate uh, what this trip is about. Remember, we're sending a team the end of October uh, to Macau and Hong Kong for the 30th celebration. And Paul and Diana are going to be involved in that. And so I'm going to ask them to come share with us what this trip is going to look like to you guys as you prepare to leave. They're leaving, I think, Wednesday, right? Wednesday.
1: Uh, Over 30 years ago, you participated in sending us to Macau. Uh, I was uh, very blonde-headed at that time. No white whiskers and quite skinny around those days. Things have changed a lot, but by God's grace... We were able to help start three churches in Macau. Uh, Now it's 30 years later. I never dreamed that this day would come, that we would still be here, uh, not in heaven, that uh, that God would allow us to participate in a celebration of uh, 30 years of ministry, starting churches in Macau. And we, we praise the Lord for that. And what is quite exciting is this is all the initiation of the churches in Macau. I did not plan it. I did not suggest it. They came up with the idea, and uh, they ma- they are making all the plans. So it's really exciting to see that, uh, the maturity of the churches, and you all are a significant, integral part of that. If we want to say success or whatever, I don't know what to say, but it's definitely the believers are there. Churches are planted there. They're, they're supporting missions all over the world, sending a missionary, so God is working well, in their lives, and you have had a significant part in that whole process, and is continuing to go on. I have three. We have three ministry things to to work on while we're gone. Uh, what the first thing will be in a retreat for China mission China missionaries for one uh, one week, and I'm in charge of that. So uh, appreciate prayer for this. It's the first time we've done this, and uh, so there's quite a bit at stake. I feel. hopefully it it works uh, well. Uh, Then the second thing that we will be working in, uh, we'll be meeting the team, uh, both from here at uh, Grace Point and down at Pine Baptist. Uh, There are altogether 17 representatives coming from uh, Washington and Oregon over to represent the churches. We'll be uh, hosting you in Hong Kong and working with the churches. We have churches relationships in Hong Kong. I have Called all of our China pastors to come down into Hong Kong and Macau so that you guys can meet the the representatives can meet them face to face, as it's still too dangerous for you guys to go up and uh, meet them. And then the latter part, the last week, we'll go over to Macau and celebrate uh, the 30 years of anniversary and and uh, work there. So three big things. Please pray for my mother. She's a Summerwood with dementia. Gone for a month, so pray for that, that God will be merciful and keep her cool and calm. (laughs) Yes, yeah. That's
0: good. Good. All right. The elders, come on up and gather around Paul and Diana, and we'll have a couple of you pray for them, and we'll send them out again. we, We keep doing this. We keep doing this. So, no, that's good.
2: Heavenly Father, as your church, we gather before you, proclaiming your truth. In glorifying your name and, Father, as a part of that, we give thanks to you for the Mayhews that you have used them uh, very well, very powerfully, both in China, in Hong Kong, in Macau. And, Father, if we send them out again, uh, we give thanks to you that our time we've had with them, and we trust that you would bring them back safe, but while they're gone, Lord, that you would uh, just go before them, preparing a way that people might hear the truth, that more Might come to know you, and that Father, these churches, uh, especially the three churches in Macau, Lord, would just uh, be able to glorify under you, to celebrate what you have done in them, and that, Lord, your truth and your might would be just manifest to those in Macau, and that your love would go forth, uh, saving people, Father, by your name. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do pray that you would uh, keep your hand upon Paul's mother, and that uh, all of us could be involved in some of that. Father, we are just so privileged to see uh, your work uh, in the flesh as uh, your representatives go to witness to the world. And Father, we thank you for this time. We entrust them to you and pray that you bring them back safe.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Godspeed, as they say. Yeah. All right. At this time, if the worship team would come up, and uh, we'll close in song.